Well, hello, and welcome back to Love and Grit. Laia here. And I'm Justin. Ooh, and we have a good show for you today. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that our guests today are all about yummy options. Yup. Mika Johnson shocked the world with her all-black everything pop-up shop, curating some of the dopest black brands you can stand. Yummy. And Rennie Melendez, well, he's responsible for the menu our taste buds have been waiting for. I'm talking about several Latin countries in one restaurant. I know, you need to know more. We got you. But first... What are we doing, Justin? Let's talk about what's coming up in the fall, which is my favorite season. Pick one fallish thing that you would love to do this coming autumn. Okay. I'm going to go for traditional. There are certain Philly traditions that I just think most Philadelphians participate in. And one of those traditions is to go to the Eastern State Penitentiary. It's us. It's very Philly. Very weird. That Yes, we like to go to a old prison and get scared out of our wits. Yeah. You know, and they were making down north pizza there. They had a pop up last year. What? Yes. That's dope. Yeah. So how about you, Justin? What you looking for? I'm throwing back to my roots. Rocktoberfest. Now, this is newer. They've only been doing it a couple of years. It's October 7th on Ridge Avenue in Roxborough. I got a lot of love for 19128, but we were just looking on visitphilly.com. There are so many festivals. Oh, my God. This fall. I mean, there are multiple a day. So go to visitphilly.com. Check out everything to do for the fall. There's a lot And Pink is coming home. I'm sorry. I'm really excited. Pink is coming home. I want to see that, too. (laughs) Mika Johnson is known around this Philly town for her sense of fashion innovation. For a couple of decades now, she has put in the work as a fashion stylist and consultant. Yes, she's worked many a New York Fashion Week, and yes, her brand partnerships read like a fancy fashion show who's who. Kamali, De La Renta, Coors, Armani, and so many more. Oh, and yes, she even created her own fashion-forward clothing line, Gotta Gotta. Now, she has taken her skill of innovation to the next level. Imagine it, a black version of QVC on Instagram that exclusively highlights dope black brands. It's real and it's called All Black Everything Pop-Up and I am already obsessed. Mika, I'm so happy to finally meet you because all the time I say to Laia, I love these earrings. I love this. I love that. And she says the same thing every time. Finally, we get to All meet Black Everything. The queen. Yes. Do your thing, Mika. How you promote it on All Black Everything? Here, Talk here, about here it, Here we go. Now listen, give me a twirl. Because this is everything. Look at all the patchwork. It's going to be only $120. You're going to put soul in the comments. It's the tassels for everybody, girl. Yeah, the tassels. (laughs) Listen, Justin Laie, thank you so much for having me on. This is so super duper dope. The hoop earrings are like my favorite thing. And it's the name of the brand. Because hoops are so in right now. And like everyone's trying to do their own thing on it. How do you figure out how to make stuff that's cool and like doesn't look like everything else? Well, Justin, baby, the hoop earrings been a part of our community since 1908. Okay, that is our signature earring. We have been really um, wearing so, hoops. Yeah, all oh, culture yeah. comes from black women. Yeah, we're about to say it again, Justin. What do you say? All culture starts with black women. This Is interview over. It's over, Meek. I mean, we had um, in the 80s, you know, coming from hip hop 50th anniversary. I mean, you can't talk about it without talking about hoop earrings. You can't talk about it, talk about shell, bamboo, triangle earrings. So being able to offer that to our community is awesome because we usually always buy it from someone else. We go to the hair store and we get earrings. We go to jewelry shops and get our gold. So for me to be able to sell a high class item to my people and put all black everything on there, black woman fly, when we are the originators of the hoop earring, 
Baby, it's yes. just a blessing. I love it. And I love that you love them. And so many people just love those earrings. So can we get into the story? Because Justin, me and you are the same where I don't know where this concept came from. I don't know where in her career that she decided this is what I'm going to do, change people's lives. Can we just talk about where you came into all black everything? I'm a fashion stylist. When the pandemic hit, everything turned for everybody. And I'd say the pandemic changed my life for the good. I was able to take up courses and learn things that I wanted to do. My birthday is September 4th. And during the pandemic, September 4th, 2020, I said, shop these Black brands that I've been shopping with this whole pandemic. And it actually worked. People shopped and those businesses contacted me and said, wait a minute, Mika, can we do this again? Can we do this again? So in 2021, we did our first All Black Everything pop-up. And I thought, like and Justin, I thought it was going to be a one-time thing. And leading up for the promotion of the event, we did these online selling. And after the event, everybody was like, listen, can I get on? Can I get on? And that is how this elevation of online shopping started. We have this great ecosystem in Philly of Black businesses, but we have an underworld. And it's called the online Black businesses, Mm. the online businesses. How do they get promotion? How do they get on Fox 29? How do they get on these news outlets? Because usually news outlets, they need you to be have a physical space. So we have a great income, this underground income, and it's online. These people don't have a store, so you only see them when they pop up at a store or when they do a pop-up somewhere, right? So how do we get them promotion? How do we get them out there? Well, baby, elevation of online shopping, just online selling and shopping right in your face. A lot of people call it the black QVC, but I call it elevation of online shopping. You're right. I I knew you had better words for it. I'm sorry. That pandemic allowed people five to 105 to shop online and understand how to shop and get their things online. Now we're just elevating that by shopping online, but live. Right in your face, dangling right in your face. Here you go. I mean, this just like we did is. here, you describe it like he is the mod. I mean, that's what oh, she does, it's Justin. Super, it's super fun and interactive and it's engagement. And it's on this thing that we never had back in the day, Lydia and Justin. No. This free thing called Instagram, social media, TikTok, these things we didn't have to promote. And we could utilize those things for the right. good. It, it, it levels the, the playing field in a way. Let's talk about Mace and Cameron. Mm. You know, that audience mm. that just got a deal for ESPN. These boutiques, these black businesses, these small businesses are tapping into big money, having online businesses and being able to buy when they want to. See, there's a lot of politics. See, I come from the fashion industry. So I work for sex, right? The highest of the high, Hudson Bay. So let's go through their life cycle of clothes. They order their clothes almost a year ahead of time, okay? When you have mm-hmm. your own online boutique, I can order whenever I want. Mm-hmm. So when the fashion comes in, when the pandemic hit and no, we needed a mask, you know who was making money? Small businesses, because they yeah. in their life cycle, they didn't have that to even end their cycle yes. of clothes. Shout out to Tiffany Bacon. So we up here sewing, we up here doing all these different things. And guess what? That's that leverage that we have now to promote and sell our items. I'm just bowled over by it. Honestly, we're in such a change, right? We're really in a changeover as the baby boomers age out and we sort of become the adults in this analog to digital. So there's so much change in the industry. So to be on the cutting edge of it, 
must be so much fun. It is amazing. You know, a woman should never tell her age, but I'm going to tell my age because I'm, I'm oh. happy about it. I'll be 45 years old September 4th, right? I will be when 45 years old September 5th. Yes, we're a day apart. I'm going to just say this once. I'm just happy y'all are finally joining my club because I've been 45 since January. (laughs) Just we're catching up. Yes, my older sister, Laia. Okay, that's the last time you're going to say that. We're like Irish twins nine months apart. Yes, but tell your truth, me. Go ahead. Sorry. You know, fashion is always moving. I was in a fast paced industry and I've seen it change and I was there for that change. When I first started out, it was magazines. It turned to digital. It was and no more magazine. people were picking things and they had the final say. Yeah. Mm. No, I mean, I saw photographers lose their jobs. I saw models. I saw all these people getting paid to do these magazines lose their jobs because they were not ready for what was coming, which was the digital. You have to know that the future is now. So this online shopping is how we're going to shop. How do I know? The pandemic already showed us that we don't need certain things. It's going to be certain jobs eliminated. And that Mm -hmm. is what it showed, right? The safety issue is another thing. You could go any Target and you see everything locked up from beginning to end. Snatch and grab. At the end of the day, we're going to be shopping online and we're going to be shopping live. And I want to make sure that we are there with our creativity, getting paid for it from the get-go. So does that mean that All Black Everything will soon be having its own platform? Because in that spirit, you know, you are giving a little something to Instagram every time you go live. Yes, it's going to be called the Black Live Shop Network. And that's me as a visionary. So we only have one show right now, Justin Laia, and it's called ABE Black Business Live. This is the Gap ABE Services. Small Black businesses, 90% of them online, that need to be promoted and sell their items and have a host handle their souls, handle their receipts, give them a professional live, right? With Mm -hmm. someone that can host it and make people buy. Because everybody, you can have live things, but you might not know how to sell them. Mm -hmm. Correct? Yes. You don't have to pay for things like PR and marketing. Yeah, you get your graphics. They get the whole package and they come on and really only I'm selling their items if they don't have possessed that skill, right? But that is a gap. What I realized is doing this for three years, we have another gap, and that's the service industry of Black people. Mm-hmm. But see, but you can't come on there and sell a service the same way I could sell that smock. Now, when you say service, tell me what you're... Okay, hairdressers, plumbers, Got you. Got HR, you. people doing events, because we have sold tickets on there. So I know it's another show that should be for service industry. Let's get mm. that show together, right? So these gaps that we have, ABE is servicing them and we are making money. It's data to it. Meaning February, let's just start here. Monday through Friday yes. at 9 p.m. for an hour and 30 minutes, we shop live with Black brands. That means that's only five days, an hour and 30 minutes. In the month of February, we made $9,000, March, $10,000, April, $13,000, May, $9,000, June, $10,000, July, $12,000. At the end of this year, we're going to be in the hundred thousands. At the end of the year, only an hour and 30 minutes. How about this? From the comfort of your home or your business, unlike vending, where you have to pack up all your things and go to an mm-hmm, event right. and unpack the car. Like and, a pop-up. It's, it's so much work. It is uh, easy 
way to sell your items to a so wait so Mika, you're kind of telling us the process if we are a business that wants to come and be a part of all black everything so there is a fee correct like you do have to do it gotta be a fee because all black everything has to make something yeah but it's a very minimal for the first two years it wasn't what happened was god was like this is a service you have to do this and i wasn't listening Right. And then he made it to a point that I had to listen because I lost my job. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to do this because I knew how it felt when my business got a got it. Everybody take it from you. You have to pay this. You have to pay that. You have to not having the capital to do it. But right now I didn't have it to give. So yes, it is a service. It's so small. It's so minimal. And my vision is for it to be part of a program to teach people how to shop live, sure. get people comfortable your business with shopping live. And this show, I'm now a host. I'm in a whole nother the area like yeah, I ain't no host I don't know meant to be yes host. you are no right. yes you are don't say you're not what are you talking yeah. about I was a fan we need to get you a podcast whole, the personality been there yeah yeah it was a whole nother thing so I just got catapulted into this space and it's amazing what's coming out of it yeah and you have a big vision too it sounds amazing yeah, the Black Live Shop Network, we're going to have different shows. Of course, ABE Black Business Live will be one. The service industry one will be one. And it's going to be a shopping network. It will run on social media. The reason why we're running on okay. social media okay. is because this is where everybody is at. Okay, so you don't even want TV. I mean, it's a possibility. Just like you do your podcast here and you put it up on social media. You know, you have it in different forms. That is the great part about this. You can have it on a network. You can have it on Amazon Live. Is that a thing? You can have a live shop. You can live shop with people from the housewives. You can live shop with your favorite influencers on there. So we can have that one piece of content and just serve so many different Mm -hmm. audiences with it. Diddy has Revolt. He has a live shopping with three black women. They have a live shop show on Revolt, but they also have it on social media as well. Let me ask you this question. As you continue on and all black, everything gets bigger and bigger. How have you decided what the difference will be and how to curate? Who to say no to? The quality control, I guess, of all black everything. Let me tell you something. We had some dope black brands. And it's far and few between, first of all, energy, 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 energy. even through these phones, people think, uh, uh-uh, no, it's energy through everything. You know, I want a certain energy that radiates from you. And it's kind of hard to miss that. I want you to have a website. I want you to have customer service. I want you to be present on social media because that's where we run this from. But like, yeah, some of these black businesses just need a chance. Their power back is on so low that they just need that. Well, that's the other thing. It's hard to get over that hump. I have people that said I was scared to come on. I thought I wasn't going to sell anything. And that happens. I'm sure that happens, right? No. Really? (laughs) Don't make the So everything's a winner? We have never done a donut in three years. And you know, that's how I know. And how many products do you think you've done in three years? We have serviced over 300 black brands this year alone. 140 black businesses. It's amazing the sacrifice and the consistency. Mm. And that's why I say it's nothing like AVE nowhere. It's the consistency. Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. We shop live with black brands. We want to be there shopping live with a black brand. And respond to the person who may say, do you guys only do female products? Mm -hmm. 
No, we have this great brand out of Oakland, California. Shout out to Court Smith. We have a guy that just came on Not Right brand from here in Philadelphia. He has basketball apparel and he sells the basketballs, right? It's the booking. Booking is hard. Booking is hard. Shout out to everybody who helps make it happen for this podcast. People have trust issues from scammers and scammers and then just time issues. We come on at 9 p.m. and they don't know you yet. We're getting that notoriety now. Like, you know, we're getting the awards. We're getting on podcasts and we're getting that information out there so they can know it's a legitimate space. But this is new. What is this live shopping? Is this a scam? What is this? And that's where I'm at in my process of my business. That was a great question. And so I also want to add this, that you kind of make sure it's not a scam by you being the person that's the intermediary between the entrepreneur and the customer, right? Because I I thought that should be known. Like everything goes through all black everything. Everything goes through all black everything. It's so funny because people trust us to have quality items. And I'm talking about all nationalities to come on. If they want to shop black, they know for one, it's a black brand. If you want to shop black, you can shop here. That's number one. Number two, they're going to receive their items. They're going to receive them in a timely fashion and they're going to be quality. Number three, they know that we're going to be there because we're consistent. It's not a fly by night type thing. We're on the third year. So it's like, okay, these people are going to be here. I can contact Mika. I can contact the business. I can contact these people if something was to go left. So the integrity of All Black Everything, that's what I try to keep. I'm going to tell you a funny story. I was going on television and somebody wanted me to put another brand with my stuff. And I'm like, is it a Black brand? And I had to hold my ground. Now, whether I be on that program ever again, I don't know, but it wasn't. I have to stick with the integrity of all Black everything because that is what people are looking for. Not just Black people. Do you get what I'm saying? Everybody, yeah. Anybody that wants to shop Black, they want to know that they are supported in shopping with a Black business. I can't damage the integrity of all black everything pop up. It so makes sense. You're doing the right thing. I mean, yes. it's just amazing what we can do with these phones. I wish I know we ain't supposed to. I wish we had it when we had our first company, Gotta Gotta, because we would have been bring it back. But God is giving me a whole nother chance with all black everything pop up and bring me home to do it, which is the best part about this whole situation. I was just going to say you are the quintessential loving great guest. You are a Philadelphian that does dope stuff, did it all over the world and came right back. Philly is home. You can go anywhere in the world and find someone that either is from Philly or has lived in Philadelphia or have some type of connection to Philadelphia. I have traveled this world for my job and Philly is just one of those places that everybody has some type of connection to it. Super duper dope. Super duper dope. And the music and the food and the life and our work. Ain't nothing like it. It's taken all over the world. What's up, y'all? This is your boy, Adam Blackstone. Don't forget to check me out on Love & Grit Podcast because I I am Philly. Philly and Temple's own Rennie Melendez is a genius. Well, at least to me. The concept behind the reinvention of his restaurant, Rennie, help me, Isla's Latin, is it Isla's? Isla's, yes, you got it. Isla's, yes, Isla's. I'm sorry, I took French. Latin cuisine is what all of our palates have been waiting for. Imagine it, a Latin restaurant that presents food from several Latin countries. Yes, it's real. Isla's literal motto is to give customers a bit of every Latin country by creating signature dishes that mirror those countries. 
So like every country though. Also, Rennie is the manager of business partnerships at the Philadelphia Academies, which does amazing work for Philly's young folks. We have got to find out how he merges those two worlds together and the secrets behind his time management. So we're Puerto Rican, me and my partner are Puerto Rican. Okay, good, okay. It's a Puerto Rican neighborhood. So we got the name. If you're familiar with North Philly, we're definitely off the beaten path from your usual, where all the popping spots are right now. You know, we're five minutes from Fishtown, five minutes from Port Richmond, 10 minutes from Northern Liberties, if that, you know, 10 minutes from Center City. We're in North Philly in, in the Fairhill section. And we took over right at the start of 2020. We took 2019 to renovate the place. It used to be called Isla Verde. That was around for a minute. And they kind of maybe fallen on some hard times and they had to close. And when we had the opportunity, you know, we're from that neighborhood, me and my partner from that neighborhood. We were like, yo, we got to do this. This is the spot. We were both in the, in the bar business. One was in Fishtown. One was right, right around there, North Philly. And we had this opportunity to open up this spot. And we were like, all right, but if we're going to do it, we're going to have to do it right. So we renovated. We took 2019 to renovate. We opened up in 2020 under Islas. People called it Islas, right? I'm going to Islas. I'm going, you know, you want right. to come get Islas. The spelling's a little funny. We changed the spelling and mm-hmm. we just stuck with Islas instead of Isla Verde. Islas means islands, right? So the idea was to have the feature Caribbean cuisine from the islands, right? Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, Cuba. Ah, um, wait, you said is, something very specific. You said the islands. That yes. narrows down because when you said food from the whole Latin, I was like, wait, Spain, Brazil, what are we doing? It's so many things. <laughs> well, it kind of turned out that way, right? What happened was our idea was we're going to do the islands. That's kind of what we knew, you know, the neighborhood. As we were looking for a chef, we got this uh, a Mexican guy. He had international dishes. So he came in with some dishes and we were like, maybe... You know, everybody, you know, there's a Dominican restaurant around the corner. There's a bunch of Puerto Rican spots, a couple of Cuban spots in the city. Mm-hmm. Why limit ourselves just to Caribbean food, right? Why not look at some of the international uh, cuisines of South America, of Europe, and include those? Because some of those dishes were much better than the, the island dishes. In Do fact, you remember what he brought? Oh, yeah. He was bringing in flatbreads. One of our biggest dishes still on the menu is uh, our churrasco, which is kind of an Argentinian steak with a chili sauce, paella, right, which is a Spanish dish. He's Mexican and he's from Monterey. And so he had a bunch of Mexican dishes that were still not your typical, you know, dishes that you associate with Mexico. It just seemed like the right thing to do. We're called Islas. That was the original concept. But the minute he came on, it kind of took off from there. Let's talk about Philadelphia Academies. You're a big part of that. Talk about the work it does. Yes. Thank you for asking about that. Philadelphia Academy is an organization. We're a nonprofit, innovative nonprofit organization. We work with schools, students, teachers, and business partners. Our mission is to improve the outcomes of Philadelphia's youth. I have teaching experience in my background. I have background in media. I have, I'm on like my fifth career now. But the Philadelphia Academies is an organization I came to after teaching. It was just like a really great opportunity to actually get into the classroom without being the teacher. And what it did was we were able to take students. They might be in like a a specific vocation. We call them CTEs, like Mm. technical education. And we're able to take and work with those students and get them out of the classroom and show them what this looks like down the road in a career. I worked with a bunch of culinary programs throughout the city. You know, I'm talking to students and I'm like, I'm not teaching them how to cook. I'm not teaching them what to do in the kitchen. What I'm teaching them to do is like, what can you do when you graduate? These are some options. These are some restaurants that you can look at and maybe 
You can own your own restaurant. These are some organizations that you can work at where you're not just burnt out as a line cook in one year and you never want to cook again for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. You can work in sales. You can work for a hotel chain and travel the world and and, and work in their banquets or, or event planning. So we do a lot of career connected education, workforce development. Not only that, the biggest problem our business partners tell us is that when they get young people in, they don't have the soft mm-hmm. skills. I hate that term, but that's kind of what, how people understand it. Soft skills. Is that like communication? <laughs> simple things, writing a text, making a phone call, sending an email, right? Our young people, a lot of them are texting their managers with emojis and with slang yeah. and acronyms that maybe your older generation might not know. So we kind of work on all of those things in the classroom. But the main thing is that we take them out of the classroom. We show them around Philly. We show them different aspects of the city that they're not familiar with. We provide them with all types of resources in the classroom and outside of the classroom. So it really is a great organization. This is our 55th year. You must have beautiful, holistic relationships with the food community, Randy. Like you're that guy. Like you connect so many dots for people in a way, right? Yes. So I'll tell you about one. So I was at the academies for a year and then I left to start Islas. And then COVID came, we were shut down and I came back and it kind of worked out. But one of the earliest programs that I worked on was with Visit Philly. And we took a bunch of students to the Independence Visitor Center. We did a whole career day. We took students who study graphic design, students who study digital media, students who study marketing. And it was a whole panel of people from Visit Philly. And they did a whole event on this is how we got into our jobs. I went to school for this. I studied this. I was interested in this. I came in through this back door. I went to this kind of school and I studied this. And it was 50 different stories from 50 different people. And they took the time out. They had the students work on a marketing project. It was kind of like a visit Philadelphia type of uh, ad that the students had to develop in, in little groups. And they worked with them and kind of flushed out their ideas. And it was over the course of a day. It was an amazing masterclass. The students loved it. That was just one of the many events that we held. Get you out here doing the work. I love it, Randy. <laughs> and talk a little bit about Don Latino Week. What can we get? What can we get? <laughs> yeah, so Don Latino is pretty simple, right? There's really a concerted effort. Philadelphia Restaurant Week has been around 20 years, I think, right? And right. it's also like nine weeks, too. <laughs> yeah, right? It's they like do it three. twice, and it's two weeks <laughs> each time. And all That's the confusing. waiters and the bartenders, they're all complaining like- Cranky, oh, cranky, cranky. <laughs> really? I didn't know that part, oh, y'all. Yeah. Listen. The only way I went to half of these restaurants back in the day is because was, of, was because of that. Yeah, I mean, that's how I got around. I'm, I'm not hating on restaurant week. I love restaurant No, week. it's a funny thing that people don't mean in a mean-spirited way. Right. So how does that crankiness not convey to Dine Latino? How do, why, what's the difference? Well, it's a week. <laughs> Dine Latino, what it is, is we order two entrees, two okay. normal entrees that's on the menu already, and you get a free dessert. You get something free just for coming and ordering dinner. There's no prefix menu. There's not smaller portions. There's no catch like that. You order four entrees, you got a group of four, you get two desserts. Okay. I've gone the last two years, you're overserved. Like, it's just <laughs> that you get to taste other things. People want to share the heritage. It's not just about getting them in their restaurant. There's you want this, all the things. this caring that goes into this that you really see during this week. That's why we sign up for it every time it rolls around, because I feel like there is not a very strong relationship in the Latino community across the city. 
And I don't mean that. No, there's so many different way. types of people from yes. different places. Latinos mm. are a whole lot of different groups. Yeah. Um, if you travel to different parts of the country, there aren't any. They're like a Puerto Rican. No, y'all, it's stay on the east, stay on the east coast. Yeah, they don't even know. Now, but I used to live down south. They just assumed I was Mexican. My last name is Melendez. They just assumed through no fault, but there just weren't Puerto Rican communities in the South and yeah. maybe Florida, Chicago. There is a Puerto Rican community in Chicago, even the West Coast. It's no, it's Salvadorians, Costa Ricans. You got yeah. a lot of South American, Central American people, not a lot of Ricans or Dominicans. Yeah, but now we have right everybody now. plus Brazilians, plus Nicaraguans, plus, oh my goodness, yeah. So that's why I was here for your restaurant because I'm like, yeah, I want it all. We just want to be a part of that initiative. The idea that the Puerto Rican community or the Latin community is getting together and they're doing something across the city. We want to be a part of that. So Justin, I'm very excited that Dine Latino Reek is coming because between you and Rennie, y'all made me very hungry. Yeah, I'm ready to go. There's a lot of great restaurants. It's at the end of September. Check for the dates. Go online and start making reservations now because they go fast. Look, I would pick a different culture every day. <laughs> I would pick a different country every day. <laughs> And this is my favorite part. It's part of Hispanic Heritage Month, which is actually not a month. It's two months. It starts September 15th to October 15th. And I've always thought, what a great celebration that it doesn't just have a month. It's celebrated over, you know, two of the best months in Philadelphia, as far as I'm concerned, weather-wise, and a great time to try new stuff. Definitely weather-wise. It's the last two months before we get too cold. Yeah, get out there and enjoy it. 